This is the Vandy Sports Podcast on the 440 Sports Network, and I'm your host, Billy Derrick. This week's pregame show is brought to you by The Wash House, the Murfreesboro Pure Milk Company, Sutherland and & Belk, and the Maynard Nexon Government Contracts Group. Topics on today's show and this season's baseball content are presented by the Murfreesboro Pure Milk Company, a family-owned third-generation milk and ice cream distribution company located out in Murfreesboro. That partnership began over 50 years ago with Purity Dairy in Nashville to provide purity milk and ice cream to consumers in Middle Tennessee. And they now serve Southern Kentucky, Northern Alabama, Chattanooga, and North Georgia. Today, they supply grocery stores, convenience stores, and others with purity products, as well as Mayfield, Nestle, and haagen ice cream. For more info, visit their website at mpmci.com and tell them vandysports.com sent you. Coming up Saturday, it's South Carolina hosting Vanderbilt, 11 a.m. kickoff on the SEC Network. The Gamecocks are 13.5-point favorites as Vanderbilt looks for their first SEC win of the season and just the third SEC win in the Clark Lee era. Quick, short show today. Had a busy week, so had to get out uh, the Joey Dwyer What to Watch For segment, so we will have that. Uh, but also, on Friday morning, I'll be joining Chris Phillips's uh, podcast, The Spurs Up Show, so I, I will do my best to attach that onto our podcast feed as well for, for you guys to, to check that out. Uh, but also that that will go live Friday, I want to say around midday, around noon. Um, so go check that out Friday. That's That'll be our South Carolina portion of, of this, uh, this pregame show. But this will just be me and Joey today for the most part. Before we get to that, though, today's news is brought to you by The Wash House, our presenting sponsor for basketball season. Are you dreading laundry day? Is it stealing time to do the things that you truly enjoy? Well, then let the laundry professionals at the Wash House take care of that for you. With two convenient locations in the greater Nashville area, just drop off your dirty laundry, and their professional attendants can give you back the one thing you can never have enough of, your time. Within 24 hours, you can pick up your nicely folded, fresh and clean laundry, ready to be put away. Log on to their website, washhouseclean.com, or stop in today and get your time back. Today's news is that, uh, of course, we know Vanderbilt basketball, they lost to Presbyterian on Tuesday, arguably the worst loss in the history of the basketball program. They are back at it tonight against USC Upstate. So we will uh, we'll have to see what happens. If Vanderbilt can bounce back in that one, whether Tyron Lawrence or Van Allen Lubin play, we'll see. But again, Vanderbilt, USC Upstate uh, tonight. Other piece of news, Auburn. Beat Vanderbilt last week, and now the Commodores roll into a trip to Columbia, South Carolina. The Gamecocks, like I said, 13.5-point favorites over Vanderbilt. Kickoff at 11 a.m. Central Time, so bright and early. Get your coffee, get your donuts, your bagel, whatever you do in the morning, and wake up and turn your TV on to the SEC Network. The Commodores and the Gamecocks are meeting for the 33rd time since 1961. Vandy's last win in Columbia came all the way back in 2007. So it's been a long time since Vanderbilt has beaten the Gamecocks. Can they finally get off the schneid this season? The past two games between Vanderbilt and Carolina were decided by a total of 12 points. So Vanderbilt has been in these games with South Carolina. They just haven't been able to, to, to knock that door down. South Carolina used a go-ahead touchdown with 37 seconds left, as all you guys remember, uh, to win 21-20 to in 2021, year one of Clark Lee. And then the, they defeated Vanderbilt 38-27 last season. Uh, Spencer Rattler had a heck of a day. Speaking of Rattler, he leaves this squad. Gamecocks are 3-6 uh, and six 
or four and six right now, one and five in the SEC. They are coming off a 38-28 win over Jacksonville State. And and check that. They are actually three and six. My bad. My bad. Notes are everywhere. Uh, they average 296 passing yards per game. That's fourth in the SEC. So they throw the ball all over the yard. But they only average 86 rushing yards per game. That's worse than Vanderbilt, last in the SEC. They don't score a lot. They only average 27 points per game. That's toward the bottom of the league. So I don't know how that'll play into this game, whether it's going to be low scoring or high scoring. It'll probably be you know, in the 30s to 20s type of game. But I can see this game getting up uh, high scoring just because of how these defenses have struggled against the run game. Speaking of the run game, Spencer Rattler has been involved in the run game, but also in the pass game, of course. 2,516 passing yards. That's third in the SEC. 14 touchdowns, six interceptions. He also He's also averaging 280 passing yards per game. So Rattler, of course, we know he's the real deal. And if Vanderbilt lets him get out of the pocket, it's going to be a long day in Columbia. You got a few running backs that they'll uh, they'll give the ball to. Mario Anderson, 562 yards, two touchdowns on the season. Also, Dak Joyner, five touchdowns on the season. Juju McDowell has been banged up, only 25 carries on the season. So, not sure how much of him we'll see. At the receiver position, they got a couple of good ones. Xavier Leggett, 973 yards on the season. That's second in the SEC behind just Malik Neighbors. Out of LSU, he's also got five touchdowns. Leggett is legit. So, I mean, Vanderbilt's got to keep an eye on him or else, again, it's going to be a long day. Also, Trey Knox, solid year, 277 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Not not a super dynamic group of receivers, but Leggett and Knox lead the way, and that has been enough so far for Rattler to, to, to throw for as many yards as he has. Defensively, Linebacker Debo Williams leads the team with 83 tackles. That's third in the SEC. He's had a heck of a season. Also, eight tackles for loss. And then defensive lineman TJ Sanders leads the team with four and a half sacks and eight and a half tackles for loss. They've also got one of the best punters in the country in Kai Kroger. It's going to be a great punting matchup. This might be the matchup of this game, Matthew Hayball against Kai Kroger. It's going to be quite the, uh, the interesting matchup there. But... Before we roll into the next segment, let's get to Joey Dwyer. What to watch for with Joey Dwyer, presented by John Leffen and the Maynard Nexon Government Contracts Group. Joey, the first of the final two road trips for Vanderbilt coming up Saturday, early kickoff in Columbia. We will not be there. I think our road trips are over, although I think you're going to Knoxville. So uh, that'll be uh, that'll be one final football game for you uh, coming up here in a couple of weeks, a bye week after this week which I think is interesting, Joey. So technically three more weeks left in this season. For the Commodores, they're trying to get their first SEC win of the season, trying to get just the third SEC win of Clark Lee's tenure. And Joey, this this is attainable. <laughs> I mean, we said it last week against Auburn. I think we I think we pointed to these two games late in the season uh, that, you know, these are games that you could potentially win if you're Vanderbilt, and that's available for them on Saturday. South Carolina – has not looked very good consistently this season. Of course, they got Spencer Rattler, but their offensive line has been battered and bruised. So the, the the big question here, the first question for you, Joey, is can either team establish the run game? Both these teams are at the bottom of the SEC. South Carolina averaging 86 rushing yards per game, somehow worse than Vanderbilt. And Vanderbilt, you know, we know where they are. Uh, I think around the 90-point mark, 13th in the league. You know, they're both at the bottom. So can either of them establish a run game? If not, Joey... We could get a little bit of a shootout here with with both teams kind of chucking the ball around the yard. 
Yeah, two one-dimensional offenses is certainly an interesting formula. <laughs> I don't think either rush defense is particularly good either. So it'll be interesting to see if one of the teams can maybe establish the run while the other can't. That could be a big difference in this game. If Cedric Alexander could get going, A.J. Newberry could get going, or if South Carolina can put it on the ground a little bit and prove that it isn't the worst rushing team in the SEC. We'll see, Billy, but I think if one team can make the other one-dimensional and that team doesn't have to be one-dimensional, it can go and find a way to win this game. And Spencer Rattler's obviously going to be a difference maker, but if it if Carolina can't compliment him with the run game and Vanderbilt can compliment Ken Seals, certainly got a chance. You mentioned Ken Seals, and uh, you know we didn't see – I don't think we saw as much of Walter Taylor as we thought we might see last week. Ken played okay. I mean, you know, again, that's kind of the thing with Ken Seals. He doesn't light the world on fire, but he also doesn't make, you know, mistakes that will lose you the game. Uh, so for, for, for Vandy, though, Ken has to play better than just okay, right? He's got to go out there, you know, be smart, take some shots, because that's what Clark has talked about. Take your shots when you get them, and you got to catch the football. Joey, there were way too many drops against Auburn from Shepard and Humphreys and guys like that. So is it Ken Seals' game? I think that's a great question, Joe. I mean, th- this could be the Ken Seals game. The I know we joke about legacy game. I don't, I don't think I'd say that. But, you know, this could be a really good opportunity for him to, to prove what he's got. And, you know, this South Carolina defense is a good proving ground for that. Yeah, we haven't seen that breakout performance from Ken Seals yet. We've kind of seen just some – middle-of-the-road games where he hasn't turned it over, where he's kept him in the game and been a ball-control guy. Vanderbilt's going to need more than that in that environment and against that team with the explosive passing that South Carolina has and some of the mismatches that Clark Lee brought up in South Carolina's receivers versus Vanderbilt's secondary. Ken Seals has to first have control of the offense. That's really what I was trying to get at in the piece. It's just like, mm-hmm. is can Clark Lee and staff just show conviction in their quarterback and give the game to Ken Seals? Can they let him be the guy I don't know Billy and also I think continuity is really important at that position yeah. if Ken Seals has the game for most of it and Walter Taylor should shoot sparingly I think that's probably the right course of action here because Ken Seals is the guy who you're kind of relying on to keep you in the game and that's what I'm looking at is Ken Seals maybe having the lion's share of snaps and seeing what his role is and then can he like you said have one of the big games of the year that leads Vanderbilt to the win. It has to be Ken Seals leading the way to the, on Saturday. Yeah, and for the Gamecocks on the other side, it has to be Spencer Rattler. I mean, you talk about big games. He's had some big games this season. 2,516 passing yards this season. That's third in the conference. And he, Joey, he's averaging 280 passing yards per game. So, I mean, week in, week out, Spencer Rattler is showing what he's capable of, and he's got a great receiver in Xavier Leggett. And they've got, I think, underrated running back, an underrated running back room where, where they can, you know, they can kind of throw it out to in the backfield and 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 let uh, let them run. So Rattler is that kind of guy, right? He's elusive. He's he's capable of making those, you know, Patrick Mahomes type plays where you get out of the pocket and you just evade the pressure. Speaking of pressure, Vanderbilt's going to have to put pressure on him. And if they don't, Joey, you're up a creek because, you know, if you let him get out of the pocket, not a good sign. <laughs> At all. I think Vanderbilt's defensive line over the past couple of weeks, particularly the Georgia game, showed some positive signs. And I think with that, that group having so many young players, you look at that group as one that can maybe ascend towards the end of the year a little bit, and this is a great opportunity for it. And it's really an opportunity that's necessary. 
Vanderbilt's secondary is going to be a little outmatched. Clark Lee even mentioned that to an extent. Vanderbilt's got to help it out with some pass rush. Darren Agu's got to get in there. I don't know what the status of Issa Wataha is. Could you update me on that, Billy? Uh, I haven't heard much. I'm sure when Clark speaks today, he'll give an update. Uh, but I don't think it was much better on Tuesday. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, I would think so. He was in a boot on yeah. Saturday. We don't, we don't know any other Vanderbilt athlete that was in a boot either. So um, yeah. that's certainly of course significant. Not. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, if they're, if they're without him, guys are going to have to step up and we'll see. But I can't believe I didn't know the injury update there. That's on me. But Vanderbilt, <laughs> point, point being, Vanderbilt's young pass rushers have to step up and make plays on Spencer Rattler. Otherwise, it's going to be a really difficult day for its secondary. Let's go back to Vanderbilt's offense here, Joey. And I like the last question you put. How aggressive is is Joey Lynch? And obviously, you know, offensively, it just hasn't gone well since Vanderbilt has gone away from AJ Swan, right? And they just they look like a totally different group in terms of mentality and and what the plays they're actually calling, right? And 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 what your quarterback can do, how other players play around him. I felt like Shepard played a little bit better uh, with, with Swan in there. I, I, it just at times there was cohesion, but you also had brutal mistakes that you just couldn't really stomach anymore. And so, you know, that, that, that's a big part of that decision. But in terms of Joey Lynch, Joey, uh, he's got to be aggressive, right? I mean, two more games left in this season, absolutely nothing to lose. You're two and eight. You know, I, I don't know if I've seen a trick play all season, Joey. What, I think I think if you're a Vanderbilt fan, you want to see something like that to where you, you think to yourself and you go, okay, they're trying to get creative, right? They're trying to uh, to go out there and, and find new ways to maybe knock off a team because what they're doing right now just hasn't been working. What really has been working is first down runs up the middle, and that's kind of what I was inspired by as I wrote this thing to watch. Vanderbilt's got to play to win the game, and doing that doesn't seem like it. The play calling from Joey Lynch, I think, at times has been good getting its playmakers in space, but – just consistently hasn't been aggressive enough in my mind. Vanderbilt's got to find a way to push it down the field and be aggressive. Give Ken Seals opportunities to win or lose this game for you. And I don't even know that Vanderbilt has done that throughout the last couple of weeks with its play calling. So Ken Seals has to have a chance to show you that he can win the game or show you that he can't. And I think that's Joey Lynch's job on Saturdays to just put him in a position to do that. 11 a.m. kickoff, Vanderbilt and South Carolina. Again, we will not be there, uh, but I think we do like the early kick. So uh, get up, get your coffee, and uh, get your morning routine going and turn on the SEC Network and watch Vanderbilt and South Carolina. That'll do it for us, though. For Joey Dwyer, I'm Billy Derrick. Thanks for listening to the Vandy Sports Pregame Show. Before we wrap it up, few reminders for you guys ahead of this weekend. This podcast has always been free. And we plan for it to always be free, so here's how you can help keep it that way. Number one, give the podcast a review and a five-star rating. That helps us get noticed. If you're listening and haven't subscribed to VandySports.com yet, please do. It's $99 a year and helps us tremendously. Number two, subscribe to our Vandy Sports YouTube channel. That is free. And finally, if you're interested in sponsoring the show, email Chris Lee at chrislee70 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you again soon with more episodes of the Vandy Sports Podcast.